A creature, half beast, half man. This is the story of the white chivo. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is a spooky tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. Playing with his friends in the outdoors instead of working the fields was probably the thing that William enjoyed the most. One day he got a little carried away playing and soon the day turned into night and he realized that he should head home. It was a strange night, quieter than usual. His dear mom always did say something, something a lot of the older folks repeated. He couldn't quite remember. It went something like caminante, caminante. Cuídate andar después de la medianoche por los wanderer, wanderer. Beware of wandering after midnight for, for, but William just couldn't remember the rest. He continued walking and soon he started feeling frightened. He felt a rush of cold air. He heard loud hooves and looked behind him. And that's when he saw glowing red eyes. Red eyes and something that resembled a man, but not quite a man. It was bigger, had the head of a goat and the legs of a horse. It opened its mouth and there was blood coming out. William ran, ran before he froze in place. Time went by and he did not say a single word about what he saw until he told his mom and she said to him, Son, you have seen evil. You have seen the white chivo. Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm MJ. And this is a Spooky Tales, episode four. We are talking about the Y Chivo today. Uh, researching into this week's creature has been nothing less than an adventure. For some background information, I live in California and Christina lives in Washington. Even though we are hundreds of mile- miles apart, we are having very similar experiences. It has been unsettling. And we both are very excited to be done with the research. We were both experiencing nightmares and our sleeping schedules were interrupted. We found ourselves one night both going to sleep until like 3 or 4 a.m. This creature has really affected our psyche in a way that makes no sense. But the experiences we are having are very strange. I would also like to point out that neither Christina nor I knew much about this particular creature prior to picking it as our fourth topic to talk about now into i'm gonna say the legend or the the story that i found to be the origin story the way chivo is a mayan legendary beast who is half man half goat creature with burning red eyes and is found in the yucatan peninsula the name was it way way chivo i thought it was why Okay, because that's what I've been saying too. The white chivo is a mixture of Mayan and Spanish, literally translating to goat witch. It is believed that this is a brujo that has the ability to shapeshift into various creatures, the white chivo and el cadejo being some of them. However, where it differs is that the white chivo is believed to be an evil brujo who has taken the shape of of this beast. If you encounter the way Chivo, look away immediately because looking into his burning red eyes, you will suffer fevers and other horrible things as a result. 
very creepy. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, as the famous Michael Scott once said, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. And so I was, um, yeah, a little wary of, like, researching this this thing after <laughs> having, like, a few nightmares, you know? <laughs> yeah, same. Like, we're all a little stitious here on a spooky tales but it it was you know i went into this being like whatever it's just you know some other cryptid but then weird things started happening and i'll probably get into that later but there's been a creepy a very creepy very scary creature to research and i don't know why like it's just just gives you a bad feeling yeah the heebie-jeebies yeah (laughs) for sure the tale of the white chivo can be heard in Mexico, but specifically in the Yucatan region. So uh, Campeche, Quintana Roo, and um, also some regions of Guatemala, like the part that's right next to uh, Yucatan. And in the jungles of Belize, they also tell the story of the white chivo specifically. But there's like goat, half goat, half man creatures worldwide. And I'm just going to go into that in a little bit as well after... I talk about like the origins too, but um, yeah, this thing is like everywhere. It's like a human phenomenon, like the human condition. I don't know if it has to just, it's weird that so many places are having either similar sightings or identical creature sightings. It's just, I don't know. Again, why does this always happen? Like why do so many places around the world have similar creatures? Yeah. And it's like centuries old, this this half goat, half man looking thing. Well, depending, because in some of the world, it's thousands of years old. Yeah, very creepy. But um, let's get into the white chivo here. So it, it was only in the last like 100 years or so that the white chivo has evolved into what you see today, the half goat, half man um, combination. Though the Maya Kiche did believe in a half-animal, half-man combination of other kinds. So you, you hear stories of a white peck and a white chivo. A white peck is like the dog version, which is what they call el cadejo, really. Um, and then there's also a white mis, which is like a cat. But the white chivo is a beast that transforms itself, usually only at nighttime. Most of the sightings have occurred after midnight. The white chivo is said to have glowing red eyes. It's covered in thick black fur. It stands on two legs with either horse or goat legs. Both descriptions have been out there. It has the torso of a human and the head of a goat. But a lot of stories, specifically in Yucatan, give it the head of a bull. It's been described to be anywhere between four feet and six feet tall. The Waichibo is blamed for things like uh, the death of farm animals, goats, chicken. A lot of recent uh, stories have tied it to the chupacabra, probably because of like how it's said to kill farm animals and goats and things like that. I don't, I don't think they're the same though. Yeah, I don't either. They're, I feel like they're two totally different creatures. They're described differently too. Like when people who have sightings. They look completely different from one another. Yeah. The white chivo is a creature of the night. It's said to be roaming in the darkest and most silent of nights. If the white chivo is near, you will smell a foul smell, which is common with the story of El Cadejo and like a lot of 
a lot of these cryptids and creatures. Yeah. They're always like associated with bad smells. With like, uh, what is it? Uh, from, sulfur. but I know sulfur, like brimstone sulfur, which has a connection to the devil because, you know, according to uh, Christian belief, hell smells like brimstone or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, is sulfur. Like and on top of the smell, you will feel like a wave of cold air. If you see the white chivo, you have to look away, which I think you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Because you start getting fevers and you start feeling sick and bad things will follow. I was just going to say, I would be the idiot who'd probably look at it. <laughs> That's probably me. Like, yes. what is that? that yes, white chivo, let me stare into your soul too. Do, do it for the gram. Take a picture. <laughs> And there I go, being cursed and stuff. And there goes MJ. <laughs> I was the last of her. <laughs> what happened? She died by looking to the eyes. Um, so I found three different origin stories, although two of them were super similar. So in one Mayan legend, the Waichibo is a shape-shifting sorcerer who uses the forces of evil to turn into the beast, which is either half-dog, white beck, half cat, white mice, or the half uh, goat, white chivo. It's always a man who transforms, um, always an evil man, an evil sorcerer, right? The sorcerer has to take off his head and leave it at home. A different source that I saw said that in order to become the white chivo, the warlock, sorcerer, shaman, whatever you know word you want to use, the that person has to perform a dark rite in which they offer a goat to you know the evil one or whatever so they they this ritual they have to do they have to like rip the heart out of a baby goat drink its blood as an offering say the padre nuestro uh nine times and then do nine turns to the right and backwards and then like on their last turn this is when they turn into like a little wind and then out of that air that just got formed the white chivo forms and is like ready to terrorize oh ew in another version of the legend there was a young child and he knew all about plants and its properties and the gift of healing people when he was older he became a why a sorcerer but he wasn't bad um, and then he fell in love with a young woman this uh, girl helped his family care for their goats he was desperate and crazy, and he made a deal with Kisin or Sisin. I don't know how to say it, but it's the it's a Mayan god. Um, they call him the flatulent one. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, the Maya god of death. Yeah, and you know how they say that that that's what the devil smells like. This is what their version of that was. Kisin. The stink. It translates in English to the stinking one. So he exchanged his soul with the stinking one in order to become a goat to be close to this young woman. But the spell didn't work. And instead, he became a half goat, half man that transforms at will and only at night. That's that is weird. It goes again with the smells and stuff like you were saying. That's weird. Yeah. And then one more. This one is very similar to the one I just said, but it's also has a little bit of a difference so there was a handsome young man living in what is now merida yucatan he was handsome hardworking, intelligent but he was also poor 
And there was this beautiful young woman that he loved so much, but she was part of a higher social class. And so her parents said that they couldn't get married because this young man was poor and not part of their social class. So distraught and angry, he ran into a nearby jungle, yelling at the top of his lungs. And during this yelling rage, he called upon the devil and the devil appeared. He's like, hey, what can I do for you? And the young man was like, I want to sell my soul to be near this young woman and um, anything to be with her, even if it means for eternity, just whatever it takes to be near her. And so he, um, the devil was like, oh, yeah, I can make that happen for you. And then turned him into a goat and that's not what the young man wanted obviously he just wanted a way to be closer to him and so he was like or closer to her so he was like this isn't part of the deal this isn't what i wanted i didn't want to be a goat and the devil's like whatever man i did my part you're gonna be near her because she has a goat herd so go join her goat herd as this goat (laughs) (laughs) it's not what he wanted but you know he will trick you and it's not People should learn by now that deals with the devil never work out. This is in every story. Yeah. Um, so after that, he uh, the devil laughed and took off. And he left the young man there who was now like a half goat, half man. And he was all mad. And so now this young man is a white evil. And he runs around at night killing farm animals in rage because he was tricked into becoming this creature. I found this um this like super popular saying apparently in Yucatan that they just like repeat, but they say, um, caminante, caminante, cuídate de andar después de la media, medianoche por lugares donde el huaychivo anda, which would translate into wayfarer, wayfarer, look after yourself after walking around midnight for the huaychivo roams, something like that. Like this, the road or something? Yeah. But that's the name of that movie that we found, but we can't figure out where to watch it. I, I I saw that they were back last year. Not that it helps, but they had like showings of this movie in San Francisco and L.A. And I was like, what? How come I never heard of it? I'm still. Yeah. I, I will keep on looking for that movie. I mean, it looks good, but it, all, uh, it, it seems to be like this art project that was like a if you saw it when it was available. Great. If you didn't, that's on you. Yeah, but it looks good. It has a good rating on on imdb as well but yeah that's called caminante caminante the legend of white chivo or la leyenda de white chivo because it's in spanish but i want to see it (laughs) me too i uh, yeah i couldn't find it either um if anybody has the link to it let us know i searched and searched and i'm about to pirate (laughs) no no, i'm just kidding i don't do that (laughs) but i think the creepiest thing about white chivo is that they're was a lot of sightings, (laughs) uh, which I'm about to get into here. So I found one study was called All Belief is Beyond Intercultural Boundaries, Spaces and Rights and Temporal Migrants from Yucatan and Quebec. It was like this program where um, researchers studied the temporary workers that were in Canada, but they're from Yucatan. And this was done in 2012. So there was uh, one story in there of a man. He's just retelling what he, what he knows about the white chivo. And he says his brother saw it. So he said, and this is translated by me from Spanish to English. So if some of the grammar is wrong, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Don't. What is it? What, what do you and your sister say? Um, Don't correct. I have no respect. <laughs> Don't 
don't correct my English because I have no respect for this language. <laughs> Ours for Spanish. <laughs> yeah, both of them. So <laughs> don't correct either one. <laughs> but he said, you see, there's things at night over there, creatures. They pass by. There's creatures, half animal, half man, white chivos, white pecs, white mice. You cannot kill them. My grandfather told me once, there was three men. They tried to chase one down. They fired their rifles at it, but it just continued running. And, they, and then it turned around. It paused and looked at each one. The day after that, one of them passed by. Within the week, so did the other two. You know, when you see these things, you should wait to talk about them. At least a week, because the malo aire, it will still be there. So the bad air is what that means. Mal, malo aire. Aire malo? I don't know. Aire malo sounds more right. Mm-hmm. But that that I had not found in other research that I did, that if you look at the white chivo, you die. I saw that you get fevers and you get sick, but I didn't see that it caused death. So that was interesting to read him recounting that it does count. It does. He does cause death. This just um, listeners keep this in mind because this part will make a little bit more. There would be something similar to this when I go into comparisons of. Of other goat man creatures around the world, because remember the um the Ken the Kentucky, no yeah the Louisville what is it Pope, Pope oh or, yeah remember I how, its name already me too I'll look for it in my notes right now but um there's deaths associated to that area where he's seen the Kentucky's version of the goat man yeah or of the white chivo yeah white chivo um so this guy continues that was just one part of his uh, story so then he goes on to say. They say when the white chivo talks, it bleeds from the mouth. It has glowing red eyes, and if you look straight into its eyes, you can be frozen from fear. My brother was talking when he suddenly saw the white chivo pass by, and he could no longer talk. He froze, and two hours later, he could move. They say you must have a cross, put holy water on it, and leave it on your door. The white chivo will leave you alone after that. They say they, say they are everywhere. Where my grandparents are in Yucatan, my and my uncle says, if you don't do a novena for someone who has passed away, that person will become a white chivo. So a novena is like when you pray for nine nights, um, you do like, what is it? A rosary. You do a rosary. Um, whenever someone passes away in the Catholic religion, you pray for uh, nine days, you know, for their soul to go where it needs to go. Or, or for protection and purgatory, and also to ask God that to forgive him for his sins that this or her sins that this person might have made during this person's lifetime. Because in Catholic religion, family members or you know people who knew this, you know the deceased are allowed to beg God for forgiveness on behalf of this person, and that's what the novenario is. It's um. It's asking God to grant them a safe passage into the afterlife. Yes, yeah. And I found that his like his entire retelling of the white chivo was so interesting because he said things that I, I didn't find in any other research. So I'm glad that I know Spanish and I was able to find this because I could not find this information anywhere in English. But his retelling of like the white chivo story is way different. Like nowhere else did I find that if you don't do a novena for someone, that person will become a white chivo. I've never heard of that either. 
I know, like, for, like, I know it could be something bad, especially if uh, the person who passed away is, like, a, ca- a Catholic person. Like, it, it basically doesn't, like, you don't send them off with blessings, is basically, yeah. and they're allowed to maybe have their souls tormented if you don't do a no- novenario. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard that as like related to the white chivo at all. And then when he says that it bleeds from the mouth, I was like, "What? That is even more. That's more scary." I hadn't heard. I hadn't read that anywhere else either. That's a straight up nope. That's a nobody nope. No, thank you. Yeah, I think this this re, like retell not retelling, but this person who's telling the story. We're not gonna find. Th- a lot of like um information on a lot of these creatures because there is again that language barrier of uh mayan and then having to go through spanish and from spanish to english there's going to be a lot of things lost in translation and sometimes um a lot of maybe um people who belong to these indigenous groups do not share their stories outside of you know their own people they they might yeah. they might not want to um, share it to for the world to you know know, uh, which is respectable. You know I understand they lost they have lost a lot to colonialization and you can't really blame them for wanting to keep something for themselves. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm I was super grateful to find that like pretty much straight from the source. Yeah, this is a man from Yucatan with um like Mayakiche roots. Like he grew up in the Mayakiche culture. Yes. Yeah, and this was a story he heard. And obviously, it's meshed together with Christianity, the whole, like, novenario stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but still, it was, like, some information about Waichibo that I couldn't find anywhere else. So that was, yeah, super cool. I do have more sightings, though. Um, I found another article from... It's like a newspaper in Yucatan, and they occasionally report on these kinds of things. So this one said that although no one saw the Waichibo on this day, it was uh, the 4th of January, and I couldn't find the year either. But there was seven dead dogs, 42 dead turkeys in one farm. Then nearby, there was another like three or four dogs killed from um, residents' like homes. Oh. And... Um, this happened in Valladolid, Yucatan. I don't know if I said that right. But the residents there, they believe that um, this was a white chivo who did this. There was also chickens being taken from people's yards. And all these animals, like all the bodies were found with their hearts missing. So all these people thought it was a white chivo who did this to all these animals. Um, another one on fourth on the 4th of September in 2015 in Merida, Yucatan, residents say that they found the remains of a Huaychivo. Workers at a construction site claimed that they uh, saw this creature with legs of a horse and the head of a bull. But then when more people started arriving at the scene, there was only hairs there. This body was not there anymore. Which seems a little strange because, you know, you don't, they, no one else, there's no pictures. No one else saw this except the workers that first found the body. But in a nearby town, Kansok, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's K-A-N-X-O-C. It's in the same region. Mm-hmm. They also saw something similar, like a very similar story. And then someone that was being interviewed at the scene told reporters, oh, the only way to kill the white chivo is to carve a cross into a bullet fine, and then shoot the creature. And then you also have to find the head of the brujo because um, they have to take their head off before they and leave it at home before they can transform, supposedly. 
That's so weird. And that's that is probably the creepiest thing out of all this. Like, hey, like, who's that? Look at my neighbor's head. It's just in this jar in his house. Right. Yeah. Like, imagine, like, stumbling onto that. Like, what the hell is going on here? Why is your head in a jar? Why is your head, you know, protected? Or I don't know. Just. Yeah. I wonder where they, if they take, remove their head, where do they put it? I don't know. I'd put it in a jar. Because it's like the safest place, but then it's like, what if you can't open the jar? <laughs> your set is stuck in there. <laughs> and you're, you're screwed. Imagine like you are the way chivo, and you have to go knock on your neighbor's door so they could open the jar for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't no. open this jar. Hey, my- can you get my head out of this jar? <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> the, 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 that'd be me if I was away. She would be like, I can't open this jar. <laughs> I would forget where I put my head. That's why I can't be evil. <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish, so <laughs> I lose my own head. Well, I and mean, that's like something my mom always tells me: like you don't lose your head because it's attached to you. That's what she tells me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> so I think Wei Chivo as the option for me is out the door. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> um, and another newspaper article from Yucatan, and this one is dated in April 2013. But this man, he's he was 50 something at the time. He's re he's remembering something that happened to him in his childhood. So the story happened years before, but he's telling it to the newspaper in 2013. So a man named William Mai Amesquita said that he saw the white chivo when he was a child. He, as a child, he was always out late, even though his, his dear mom, and when he's telling the story, he like, he says my, mi madre querida, and he does like the little, um, bendición, like, you know, mm-hmm. when you, what's that called? I'm so bad when, at really. When, when someone passes away, you are like, when someone has passed, you always, um, well, some people, and this is not everybody, I don't really do this, but you sometimes do cro- do the cross symbol, the Catholic cross symbol. Yeah, it's like when you touch your forehead and your chest, and then you like, the shoulder chest, and then you kiss your feet, your hand. Yeah, that's like. But that has a name, right? Uh, I don't know, I call it a. Uh, La señal de la cruz. La bendición, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the symbol of the cross, because you pretty much draw a cross on your from your head to your chest. So, yeah. um, and it's like a sign of respect. Yeah. So he does that when he says, "My dear mom always warned me about evil things wandering at night, but I never listened." So this time I was busy playing with friends and stuff, and then we noticed that it was like eleven at night, and so we all headed home. And he had a further trip than his friends. So he was heading home and he passed by this area that there was no lights. And his his grandfather also warned him always, like areas with no lights, you have to be extra careful um, because there are things in those areas. Passed through this area, there was no lights anywhere. And he recalls that it was extra silent. And he was like, that's weird. I can't even hear crickets, like nothing. And so then he hears hooves, very loud hooves. And um, he sees the shape of something very, very, very big. And then like when he looks closer, it had the head of a bull and it was charging straight at him, just running at full speed. So he jumped out of the way and the white chivo, it continued just running. And he he claims that if he hadn't jumped out of its way, he would probably be dead. 
That's scary. That is, especially as a child, like I'd be like, I'm never Hell going yeah. out. I'm never going out, mom. I'm going everywhere with you. I'm going to be annoying the hell out of you, but I'm not leaving your side. F that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I like, I don't think my mom would have let me be alone at that age. So <laughs> I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't allowed to go out. I had very strict parents. <laughs> yeah, me too. But yeah, that's what I have for for sightings specifically of the white chivo. I don't know. I, that's just weird. Like in 2015, that's not long ago. That's like five years ago. Okay, Yucatan yeah. is officially off the visit list. <laughs> I don't know. In 2015, that that's just that's not long ago. Okay, for them for there to be a sighting of the white chivo. Yeah, I'm gonna ask my aunt actually if she has any sightings. She lives in the Yucatan Peninsula. Damn, you should ask her before I, we recorded. I know. I, I, I just, you know what? If she has a story, we could do like a five minute little thing. Ne- about yeah, it, yeah, next week. I didn't think of that. And I was like, that's right. I have, you know, family that lives there. <laughs> I totally forgot. Do you want to go into, um, so like I said earlier that the Waichuvo is, um, like we've said this whole episode, it's a half man, half goat. Even though it can transform into different creatures, it's most often depicted as a half goat, half man. And this is seen almost everywhere. Do you want to get into like other similar similar creatures yes. in other cultures? Yes, I do. Because um, a lot of these places describe them exactly like a, a way chivo. But before I forget, you said that um, that sometimes it has the head of a, of a bull, right? Yeah. And that straight up reminded me of Minotaurs. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. And I was like, Minotaur. what? Like, these are definitely something the Europeans brought over. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. That's like, that's the, the. We said in the last episode that there was in, in Aztec and Maya Quiche um, cultures, there was people who had a stronger connection to their spirit animal and they could become the spirit animal so the cadejo the white chivo is kind of like a spin-off of that turned into something evil in in european culture um this would be very similar to a witch's familiar if you watched scaring adventure i don't know so the adventures of sabrina the teenage witch then but the rebooted one the new one yeah, yeah so you'll see that it has a term of familiar so that's pretty much like they're the same thing it's like your spirit guide or something. But a lot of, like, you know, the, the way Chivo and stuff and the Calejo are pretty much witches familiars, but the Latin American wording for them, at least. Even though the way Chivo is specific to Mayan folklore, while researching this particular creature, we also found similar sightings in North America, Europe, and the Middle East. Though in the States is known as Goatman, with sightings in Kentucky, Texas, and Maryland. The Louisville, Kentucky, it is known as the Pope Lick Monster. There is a railroad track over uh, Pope Lick Lake. And on this trestle of this railroad track, it's often seen. There are many deaths in this area, and it's believed to be this particular goat man that lures people to Pope Lick Lake to and to their deaths. And there are many deaths around this, this like, li- just this little spot. Like, I don't even know how big it is, but... From the pictures, it just looks like a like a like a bridge where a a train would cross over. It's associated with a lot of deaths, and this goes back to um, the story that Christina was telling that um, uh, the man, the Mayan man, was saying that it can kill you if you see it. 
Right, the three men that mm-hmm. um, tried to chase it, shoot at it, yeah. and they all looked at it, and they within the week they were all dead. Yeah, so in in Louisville, Kentucky, the goat man there has been associated with a few deaths that happen in this area, in this lake. And the Pope Lake monster from Kentucky has has an origin story that I thought was pretty similar to the Mayan origin story. Uh, so there was a farmer who would sacrifice goats in, ex- in exchange for satanic powers. And that almost goes hand in hand to the um, origin story of the, the curandero that fell in love with the girl. And he asked the devil to turn him into something so he could be close to her. It's, that's very similar. The earliest sighting of a goat man was in 520 BCE in ancient Greece. In ancient Greece, they are known as satyrs. In ancient Rome, they were known as fawns. And both the satyrs and the fawns had a connection to the god Pan. Pan, of course, being a goat-like deity. In Arabic mythology, there's different kinds of uh, jinn or genies, as some people call them. One that caught my attention was the Naznas jinn that are a weak form of genie and are a human-animal human hybrid creature. And in some ancient texts, there are artist depictions that draw these as a goat man-like creature. Of course, they come like in other creatures, other humanoid creatures, like an elephant, human hybrid and stuff. But this particular one image that I saw was pretty much a goat man. I mean, that's what it was. Um, They're often seen in Islamic texts. Okay, okay. So this is from the Middle East. Like they're seen in the Middle East. For some people who know who Baphomet, I think this is how you say it. I am sorry for people who believe in a lot of these. I'm going to butcher a lot of names and I apologize ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, for a lot of people who, um, what is it? The Satanic Temple. I think it's in Washington, isn't it? Or in Oregon? Mm, Oregon? They have a statue. I could be wrong. I don't know, but wherever that is, they have a statue of Baphomet who, I think that's how you say, Baphomet? 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 I don't know, something like that. But he is also a goat man. In modern day paganism, the green man is a representation of spring and is depicted with many similarities to the goat man. From the research I have gathered, the green man is a mixture of a Celtic deity called Kerunos and the Greek Greek deity Pan. There also have um, Krampus. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the German. He's very, he's like goat man like. And in Slavic yeah. folk tradition, the Tort, who is, who they describe as being pretty much the exact, you know, looking exactly like the Christian renditions of Satan. So there's goat man and goat man creatures in all over the world. And each one, ha- they're very similar in, you know, their appearances. I'm not sure about their folk folklore, but they look, I mean, when, if you look one up, a lot of the times it will connect to you or they, they use the same artistry from another, you know, goat man from another area. It's strange. And, um, yeah, some believe that the goat man is in fact a skinwalker. This again, very similar to the Mayan belief that it is in fact a brujo turning into a creature, a human shape-shifting. It has to have this human genetics i don't know in order for it to like even come into existence the same thing with the nasnas jinn have to have 
a human element because the Nesnes uh, Jin is half human, half genie. Is it um with those two? Is it always a man too? Because you know how the white jewel is has to be a man, like a woman can't become the white jewel. I don't know if the other. I maybe perhaps I have no idea. But the, uh, those two origins, they don't go in specifics. I know in Navajo Skinwalker like history i don't think you have to be a man it's most probably more likely than not a man because curanderos and hechiceros usually are depicted as men but i'm guessing if if you're a girl and you have the power then why not (laughs) i wouldn't know we can tell you what we found but i'm pretty sure we're missing a whole lot more that we won't know because again language barriers culture barriers or you know one one thing or another i also want to know like note that the um the synchronicity that i had no idea that this was going to be connected to the cadejo i had no idea that we were again going to be talking about pan like we did in the like there's just this right. huge synchronicity and weird coincidence that's happening within the, the stories we have shared which is weirding me out because I was like, Pan, yeah. again, popping up? Like, this is weird. Do you want to say, uh, t- uh, tell the story about, like, the the wall knocking that I heard? Uh, but, yeah, when um, when we started researching it, like, I think we mm-hmm. you, you said it at the beginning, didn't you? That we were both, like, experiencing um, nightmares and then, and, like, nightmares. But- for yesterday, for me, was Friday. So, well, for us, was Friday. But for the listeners... This was a week ago from the time you're listening. Both me and both my kids woke up with nightmares. We heard knocking on our walls. By the way, we live on the second floor. There should not be knocking on our walls. There's no way someone could reach it. And I had stuff falling off my bookshelf. I don't know if it's connected to this, but I would like to say that caution everybody you know, when researching this, even if it's just, you know, your mind, your, your, subconscious getting to you just because the story is scary for for a lot of people this is their beliefs this is you know this is real to them this is part of their culture this is maybe even part of their religion and it does cross over into skinwalker wendigo territory it does cross over into uh, islamic genie territory and for a lot of these beliefs it is believed that the skinwalker can smell or sense when you are thinking of them and you become a beacon for them to to get you or to have an experience. The same thing with uh, Islamic genies or Arabic, you know, Middle Eastern folklore is that these jinn can also smell or sense or, you know, have this way of knowing that you are in fact thinking of them or researching them. And a lot of people claim that when they look into skinwalker or genies or some creatures that it induces um, weird stuff to happen around them. And like I said, I want, I don't want anyone to go into this and just dive right in. What we read and what we listen to can also affect our mood. And that could just simply be that, you know, it's just like when we watch a scary movie, we might have a nightmare, whatever the reason I want our listeners to have a good experience. And I want to caution you guys that what you read, what you listen to, what you research can have an effect on your mood, on your behavior. But most importantly, that these 
the goat man, depending on your religion or your belief system, can be very, very, very real. And if you believe in this, please be cautious because I think that that belief system has a huge impact on what you experience. Our beliefs are a big part of our life. So please, please be careful when researching this. And yes, that is my piece. (laughs) Or you know, just um, just let us do the research yeah, for you. Don't don't do it yourself, so that you're safe from these scary dreams. Because this one was yeah, extra same. Um, and like I said, I don't I don't know like the knocking. I experienced it. My mother experienced it. The nightmares I experienced it. Christina, and as well as my kids experienced it. And I'm I'm not letting my kids research this. I'm not letting my kids anywhere near this because this is pretty scary for them. If they see this, they'll probably be scared. So we're having these weird experiences. There's this weird synchronicity going on from podcasts, you know, from the previous podcast we've done. There is some weird synchronicities going on to the stories that we just listened to and to the, you know, the legends behind it. So just be cautious, people. I don't, I want you guys to have a really good experience. And (laughs) I just want to warn everybody. Yeah, that was good. That was good information there. <laughs> but I think that we this is pretty much everything yeah. we had on the on the. It, well, I'm so happy to be done with this because I want my sleep back. <laughs> I had oh. Terrible sleep this past week. Did we um, pick a topic for next? If week? we did, I forgot. You want to pick it right now? Yeah, I think we have. Oh, said, uh, yes. Oh, I have a story about shadow people. Actually, I have like two, three, four, maybe. I have a lot, you guys, so I can't wait to talk about this because it's one of my favorite topics because it comes in and out of my life all the time. And that's it. This is another uh, like worldwide phenomenon. Every- they're seen everywhere. Uh, if anyone else has any shadow stories or any other stories that you want to, any personal experiences, family experiences, any animal or creature you want us to research, you know, you can always email us at spookytales at gmail.com or DM us on our socials, which are also. And if you, even if you have a story on a creature we have done a podcast on before, still free, feel free to, um, you know, tell it. We'll just, we'll, we'll tell it before we get to, you know, that week's topic. So please, please share. We love reading scary stories. A spooky, my bad. A spooky tells. Yes, a spooky. It's a spooky, a spooky season yeah. here in our lives all the time. Um. So yeah, make sure that you um, tune in next week for our coverage of shadow people. Uh, if you're enjoying this, tell your friends about us so they can also be a spooked and um, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts if you if that's and where you follow us listen. on Instagram. Oh, and I would like to give a big huge shout out to. Ducey to a Ducey music 91 who gave me and Christina a really big present and I can't wait to share you it with you guys. So go follow him on Instagram too at a Ducey music 91. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.